Hello, my fellow horse people. Welcome back to the Equestrian Strength Coach Podcast. I want to do a quick little episode on everything that's going on with the coronavirus and how riders can still do things at home that will benefit them. I know in New York, boarders are no longer allowed to even go to the barn. I don't know how long this is going to last. I really miss having our barn family around and it's only been two days. But I think we all have to understand one very important thing. As much as we are around each other and it's like, oh, you know, what's the big deal? The big deal is that if an essential employee gets sick, that barn cannot function like it should. So we're a small barn. We're a very family-run business, although we do run a high-end show program. We like to keep things small. We're pretty known for doing a lot of things ourselves because that's just how we like to do it. We know if any single horse, whether it be our own or a boarder's, blinks wrong or whinnies different or anything like that we know and at that point if we get sick who is gonna go at 7 a.m and turn the horses out and do the stalls their supplements if horses are on medication if they need this specific thing or that specific thing and it just sacrifices the well-being of the animal as much as every barn wants to have its borders. So I hope this is over fast because I need to have my barn family around. But let's hop into what riders can do at home to benefit their riding while they're not actually in the saddle. First, aside from strength training. Everyone should go on their computer and go to equestriancoach.com and become a member. And I challenge you all to watch at least one video. Take notes on it. It shouldn't take you more than 30 minutes to an hour, which is what you would put in minimally in a lesson and barn time. So I challenge you to do that. I am a part of that website. I love it. It's taught me a lot. Also, if you have any riding books, I am actually going to take pictures of the uh, USHJA, I believe it's like the trainer certification manual. I loved looking into that book when I read it. I read it a while ago. And I'm gonna take pictures of some of that or jot down little notes in it and send it to our barn group text so people could continue to learn. But other than than that, I want to put education first. I think that is the most important thing out of everything in every aspect, but also I'm a big nerd. Um, so strength training wise, what should we be doing? A lot of you are going to think I'm crazy when I say this you have to keep up your cardiovascular abilities. And I never preach a lot of cardio. I actually would rather nobody go run 
a million miles because I don't think that's good for you, but you should be doing some circuit work. So even if the cardio involves weights, the conditioning rather involves weights, you need to do it. So I don't care if you go out and do a couple of rounds of sprints, something that's going to get your heart rate up because I guarantee you when you get back on your horse and, you know, maybe you have a little bit of a push ride, you're going to struggle there. You're going to feel a little more tired than you would if you were to do continue of continued riding without this break. And then weight-wise, strength-wise, it depends where you are in your riding. And it really depends on what you have available to you. So if you're a beginner rider and you just started riding, you are actually the most vulnerable for losing a lot of what you've already accomplished when it comes to the balance and the coordination and putting everything together in the saddle. So I, if you only have body weight, I suggest doing a lot of air squats, doing a lot of bird dogs. Those are my two go-to things. If you've seen everything that I post and my previous podcasts, when I've mentioned this before, a lot of planks in various different positions. So you have your forearm plank, which is just a regular plank. You could have a foot elevated. You could have an arm extended. You could have a lever plank, anything like that. And then I suggest you learn to do some push-ups. And as much as I love the push-up challenge going around on Instagram, I want everybody to do them correctly. And if you are a beginner rider or you're not somebody who is super strong yet, then I suggest starting with an inclined push-up. So maybe do them off of your stairs. So maybe go up to the third step and see if you could bring your chest to that step and then push away. And then the lower you go, depending on how big your stairs are, the lower you go, the harder it's going to be. And then do some hand release push-ups where you just lower yourself down and then you get back up, not pushing yourself up off the ground, but just getting back up. A lot of, of body weight exercises like that will be beneficial for a rider who is a beginner who doesn't really have equipment. If you do have equipment, I'm not going to go through all of the exercises over a podcast because you probably won't remember all of them. But if you go to my Instagram and you go to the highlights, there are a ton of exercises, body weight, bands, and dumbbells that you could be looking into. If you are a more advanced equitation rider, hunter rider, jumper rider, whatever, whatever it is you do, you are advanced at it. You're actually not going to lose a lot of what you've done. So I wouldn't be very concerned. I also wouldn't be lazy. So if you ride at that level, you should want to maintain your abilities at that level, even if you can't ride, like maintain your motivational abilities. You know, it's not time to sit around and do nothing. So while you probably can get back on a horse in, God forbid, it's a month, in a month or so, you're probably going to be fine and nothing's really going to have changed. But I recommend some circuit work, get your heart rate up. If you have dumbbells, you know, do all the dumbbell exercises that are highlighted on my Instagram. If you don't have Instagram, send me a message, an email, 
they're actually, I just put them all up on YouTube also. Apparently I have two YouTube channels now. I think that um, got messed up when I got a new phone. So the one with the newest videos, click those. I will be uploading more advanced ones this one thing I really like to do when there's not a lot of equipment available or you don't have a lot of time is rounds for time. So yesterday I posted a workout and it was 21.15.9 of those are the reps of dumbbell thrusters and burpees and you're just going to see how quickly you could go through all of that. Or you could pick something a little more simple if you don't have any equipment available. It could be something like air squats. Let's say you're going to do 15 air squats, 8 push-ups, 10 lunges on each leg, and then 20 shoulder taps for 6 rounds. And you're going to time that and see how fast you could do that. So that's probably going to feel a little tiring for you. It's going to be difficult, especially if you're not used to training like that. In these circumstances, I do like more CrossFit geared workouts. I think they're quick to the point. They involve very large movement patterns. And I actually was first brought into the strength training world through CrossFit. So a lot of people will bash CrossFit. I love CrossFit. I think the stigma around it is a lot like the riding world. You know, people like to say, oh, the coaching is bad and, you know, people use bad form and blah, blah, whatever. Well, there's some trainers that are bad, but people still pay them. And, you know, the better people don't go to those trainers. So, it's the same thing. You could say the same thing about anybody. You have to be your own advocate and, you know, learn a lot uh, as much as you can on your own and then see if something is really right or wrong for you. And then regarding nutrition, and I think this is where a lot of us can get better because we're all sitting at home. Well, I'm not sitting at home, but we're all we all have extra time and the one thing I want everybody to do because I guarantee you even if you think you're eating enough of it you're not is eat more protein the majority of the population does not eat enough protein and frankly a lot of riders diets stink they involve a ton of processed foods I can't say that I am perfect at my diet either, but I certainly have gotten a whole lot better. So let's say, and I mentioned this in my previous podcast, I am going to do, or my nutrition podcast, I'm going to do a very in-depth nutrition podcast, but that is down the road. So let's say for women, I want you to try to begin eating one palm of protein-dense food one fist of vegetables, one cupped handful of a carb-dense food, and one thumb of a fat-dense food for three meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's it. You know, and then you fill in the gaps with snacks that are more protein-based. So 
Greek yogurt. If you have a sweet tooth, I certainly have a sweet tooth. I love putting some berries in it, some, you know, maybe some little chocolate chips or something. Uh, you could make a protein shake. My favorite mix is actually a banana and papaya, but I am oddly obsessed with papaya and people think it's weird. So you could try that. If you are a man, you could try eating two palms of protein dense food, two fists of vegetables, two cupped handfuls of carb dense food, and two thumbs of fat for three meals. And that would be a really good goal to start with. If you're already doing that and you feel like you need to gain a little weight, then add a little extra carbs here or a little extra fats there. If you're trying to lose weight, then take away a little bit of carbs and a little bit of fat, leave the protein where it is, leave the vegetables or even increase the vegetables maybe increase the protein. It really, it depends on who I'm talking to. I need to see your diet. Um, so this is very vague right now, and this is supposed to just be a quick podcast, and I'm really trying not to dive into things that I want to do in another one. But you have to just sit back and kind of say, hey, you know, this is what my diet looks like. This is where I could be doing better. And what is one thing a day that you could do to make that better? So if you're not eating breakfast. Breakfast for me is, you know, I either am going to have the time to make it at home or I get a bacon, egg, and cheese on my way to work because that is my favorite meal. Um, and if you're not from New York, you don't understand. So anyway, if I'm making breakfast at home, my go-to is usually some sort of sandwich that I can bring with me and eat on my way to work because I don't love to eat when I get up in the morning. I usually make egg whites with spinach and cheese and I put it on Ezekiel bread. Whatever bread you like to use, I like to use bread that has a little more protein in it just because I do struggle getting my protein intake in. Um, but if I don't have the time and I do go and get my bacon, egg, and cheese, I get egg whites, bacon, and cheese. And then for the rest of the day, I try to say, hey, you know, that meal was pretty high in fat because they put a lot of bacon on it, but I won't complain about that. So I do try to eat a hair lower fat for my other meals. And it's just little things of what can you be doing? Try reading nutrition labels. And, you know, if you don't know what something means, send me a picture of it try meal prepping. If you have the time, plan your meals and count out how many palms of protein, carbs, fats, vegetables you have per meal and then see how you feel for three days. Was that enough food? If you only like to eat three meals a day, then there you go. I don't really love to um, portion my meals like that personally because I'm such a snacker so I actually count my calories for now and I kind of make you know I make my breakfast I make my lunch and I bring my snacks and I'll bring a protein bar I'll bring Greek yogurt 
So I'm not eating like three or four meals a day. I'm eating multiple times because I am always riding or doing something where sitting down for a meal isn't really an option for me. So let's wrap this up. I hope this was useful. You should really head onto my Instagram and see the various workouts you could be doing in the highlights. I haven't put a ton together in, you know, their own workouts per day because you guys can kind of pick and choose what you want to do. What do you have available? Pick four to six exercises and do three or four sets of, I'm going to say like eight to 20 reps. I know that's a very large difference, but it really depends on who you are. If you are a beginner, you are going to be doing less and focusing on your balance and just the movement as a whole. If you are more advanced, you are going to be doing more. You may be doing them faster. If you have weights, you're going to be doing them heavier. And I want you all trying something new in the kitchen. So I hope we move through this virus very soon because we all need our horses.